Okay, let's get caught up. Last time, the party descended into the Undercity of Ibis to track and dispatch an oozy creature responsible for several disappearances. Emerging into a rainstorm with some new friends among the city's thieves' guild and an unfortunate collection of new odors, job one the next morning was to locate a bathhouse. Emerging from the bathhouse, they found Leaf, emissary of the magpies, with a carriage to take them to fulfill the promises made to them by the thieves' guildmaster to connect them with someone who might know more about the mage in the tower, and maybe the reason behind the caravan attacks. Let's see what happens next. You continue west out further away from the salt market towards the edge of the city. I don't know if any of you are actually looking out the windows. I am. So you see most of the city. Comises. And you seem to be heading basically to the far edge of the city. And you're not really sure why for a little while until you realize that you have turned. And you are going up one of the curve roads, which is one of the large, the long curving roads that can, that go up both sides of the city at a gradual incline up towards the top. Are we going to the fancy section? At the moment, all you know is you're going up. There are roads that leave the curve roads at each terrace. And as you rise, you can see quite a lot of the city. And you're getting higher and higher. There isn't really like a guardrail or anything. It's just a wide, gradual rising road. But it's raining really hard at this point. And a couple of times, the horses sort of pause or like seem to have to fight like the road is slippier than it normally is eventually you make your way up about halfway up to what looks like would be the the cliff terrace which is the highest terrace before the cliff wall and you make your way east along the cliff wall which rises sharply to your left as you continue east and you stop come to a gradual stop about halfway between the edge of the city and the plateau i'll i'll get out follow me i guess i'm just taking in my surrounding yeah i was gonna say is anyone like watching us from where we are to a perception check can i assist yes okay oh god all right that's dead to me new dice uh it fell off uh let's see <laughs> it fell off so now it's it's just dead on the floor 22 um, yeah. there are people like coming and going they're you know this is this is it's it's early morning still so they're mostly people are coming out and going away probably going off to work nobody seems to be paying you any particular mm-hmm. attention and in fact leaf didn't stay outside very long she basically got out of the carriage and walked straight inside is the carriage waiting for her yes oh wow is there someone driving the carriage yes okay wasn't sure no. it was like automated <laughs> um <laughs> Who is driving the carriage? Um, all you see is a cloaked figure with a hood up. It's probably like an oilcloth cloak. In fact, they have turned a little towards you and they're sort of like, I'm sitting out here in the rain. (laughs) This is it. These are my life choices. All right, I'll go in after Leaf. So you all follow Leaf in through this open doorway. I don't think any of you are outside very long. And in fact, as the last of you gets inside, the carriage moves away. And Leaf, basically what is here is a corridor. Behind you, the outer wall, there are more doorways and windows stretching off to either side. Directly ahead of you is a staircase. Uh, There's a a very short tunnel sort of carved into the rock, and the stairs just go up. They're steep and pretty narrow, but they're not impassable. Is there a reason why she has to give us information here? Does she not trust people at Peggy's with this information? That's not quite what's going on. Maggie needed time to check with the person I'm taking you to because he's the one that has your information and he's a little skittish. 
and we needed to make sure you were trustworthy before we brought you here. And Maggie says you are, so. Well, I mean, we did You stomp around in a sewer with you. I hope that helped. It did. Can I get, like, a read off Do of an me? inside check. What are you trying to figure out? So I'm trying to get, like, a read on, like, whether this is a person that often works with Maggie or if this is more of, like, an outside party or, like, where where does this person fall? What Leaf thinks of them? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Do an inside check. That is an H. She seems very cautious. When she uses pronouns to talk about this person, it I would say there's some warmth there, but she's also kind of worried. Well, I mean, don't worry, because nobody has ever found us off-putting. We're sort of like a sweet, gentle <laughs> brand, brand, brand the way it's through. Not, it's not your manner that we were worried about. It's more his own experiences and his own state. Does he not like people, or does he not like non-human-looking people? Wait, I don't suppose he's the chief magistrate, is he? <laughs> If you think that I have an easy access to the chief magistrate, you've got the wrong impression. Well, Maggie said that she was connected, so just checking off of the two names that I know that live in this city, so I'm ready to learn a third. Ren, I think there are probably more than two people or three people. I mean, that seems fake. Look at all of this space. Who, how many people could fit in here? Two, right? Am I right? <laughs> I mean, you have me there. Darling, not everyone's our size. I mean, that they could is be. true. We've all made factual <laughs> points. Can we get the information now? We're still going still upstairs, climbing. right? It takes a while. Yeah. Oh, we're still fun. climbing? All right, then I can be like, so, Leaf, do you have any, uh, like, hobbies? Um, Ren, what are you doing? Ren, Ren, darling. Well, I feel like sometimes it's a little off-putting to ask, like, really personal questions, so I'm trying to build a sort of a ground-level Ren. I'm asking whether or not she appreciates any kind of crap. Ren, darling, some people consider hobbies to be personal. I'm not asking about her hobbies in the bedroom. I just mean, like, oh knitting or something. Kumis, like, flares and just tries to push Ren up <laughs> faster. <laughs> I want to go on the record as I'm not the one that made this weird. You say as as Kamis pushes you faster. <laughs> yeah. I turn to Leaf going, as we go to meet this gentleman, is there anything in particular that should be avoided? I hate to offend on the first meeting. Please don't take his manner personally. I arch a brow. We hardly ever yes. do. Um, just be kind. Darling, I always am. <laughs> That's a lie! <laughs> Does Camille say that out loud? Do you just yell that in this terrible? <laughs> yes. And it echoes. Um, all right. So you step out finally <laughs> out of the stairwell. You have climbed quite a ways. You, if you were to look back through the windows that face out onto the city, you are very high up the cliff. Um, you are nearly at the top. Great thigh workout this morning. Mm -hmm. This would be a great place to get rid of people. <laughs> so you're standing in a, a corridor that stretches off in both directions. And so on the outer wall, there are open windows. They're smaller up here than they were on the ground. And facing inward are a row of doors. They're about 30 feet apart. So you come out and you're facing open windows and the wall you came out of are doors. And I think, Leaf, you go to the right. You go about two doors down and that's the one you're going to. I'm just following Leaf. Oh, I'm Leaf. opening the door. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it is, it's dim inside. There are small windows on either side of each of these doors, but it appears that they are shuttered or 
curtained because there is no daylight in this room. It's not pitch dark, but it's dim. And in fact, there appear to only be two sources of light. Uh, one is a fire, which is burning in a hearth about halfway down the right wall. And one is an oil lamp that is sitting on a table against the left wall. Do I notice anything else in this room? Do a perception check. Does it help that I have dark vision? Uh, 19. Okay. Here's some things you notice about the room. It's a mess. There is, so there's a bed at, at the back of the room in the middle of the wall. This room's about 30 feet by 25 feet. So 30 feet wide from the doorway and then 25 feet forward to the back wall. The bed is a mess. There's just bedclothes like heaped up in the middle, dangling off the edge. There is a pair of chairs on either side of the table along the left wall. The table is covered in dirty dishes. There is a small table up in the corner to the right of the fireplace. It seems to have the remains of several meals on it, like wrappings for meals, like someone has been bringing meals. And there are two upholstered chairs. One of them is snugged up under the window to the right of the door. It has clothes thrown over it, a dark cloak, a pair of boots, and notably a sword, which looks really familiar to you. To me. To you. Well, you're the one who's looking. Uh, the other upholstered chair is in front of the fire, sort of half facing the fire and half facing the door, and there is a man sitting in it. He has dark hair, down almost down to his shoulders, and a dark beard, and dark eyes, and he is sort of not glaring at all of you, but he doesn't look super pleased to see you. Wait, is this guy really familiar? Oh, God. Does this dude remind me of, like, can I make the connection that... Wait, did you... Does he look like the rude man? Yeah, you think it's very possibly the rude man. Do we, all, the rest of us, notice this too? I think you guys have been talking about it enough that, like, you wonder, like, does he look like? Surely not. Does but does he like? Does he look like? So it's it's in your head. Okay, so uh, we reasonably think that this is the person. You think it's very possible. So uh, Leaf goes in first, and Leaf, as you walk into the room, he doesn't see the others right away. He looks up and he says, Leaf, uh, what are you doing back? And then he sees the rest of them come in, and he's like, oh, God, that was today, huh? Maggie just spoke to you, yeah. Where? Yeah, she, yeah, sorry. Uh, One other thing, Conviction, you noticed when you were, like, looking over the room the air reeks of smoke is it like a particular kind of smoke i'm sorry does anyone else think that this is like the weirdest trap they've ever been lured into this is the guy i look like i'm about to attack him i am leaf will move between you and him the moment you yeah i put a hand out trying to block ren going darling darling we've been invited kumis holds the uh, back of ren's cloak and Jal, these these were the ones that maggie right 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 Okay, I get that this is like some weird cloak and dagger freaky secret shit, but that guy tried to kill us. Darling, darling, he didn't. That was someone else. What are you talking about? I... Obvious... Can I tell from the way that this room is messy and gross that he's been here a lot longer than he would have been able to have been elsewhere trying to kill us? Investigation check at advantage. Also, he looks nothing like the dude who tried to kill us. We never saw the face of the person that tried to kill us. They were just Mm -hmm. in a cloak. Uh, advantage yeah. investigation nineteen. Yeah, it it there's at least there's at least a week's worth of food sort of scattered around. Yeah, and also you remember you would all remember that the people in the market who told you about the rude man it was between two and three weeks ago that this happened that he went through the market and sold off stuff. By the way, Ren, I'm holding the back of your cloak, but I am not getting in the way of you pulling any weapon. Yeah, I'm not actually attacking, but I definitely feel like Ren has the mentality of like person sold weapons 
person was keeping weapons in a tower and tried mm. to kill us. So, darling, that person was using magic. Well, I mean, we don't know that this guy can't, but let's yeah. let's let him say his piece and answer some questions. He sort of he sort of waves a hand at all of you and he says, "Leave you gonna introduce us or what? You, Maggie didn't tell you, or were you listening?" <sighs> I'm Camise. We uh. We were definitely in a tower that was somehow connected to you. A tower? Like a watchtower? Yeah. All right. Maggie said you took care of some bandits. Is that true? Uh, I mean, for the most part. Yes, we took care of some bandits. One of them got away. Uh, yeah, he seemed to have a bunch of, uh, I mean, he was, he was doing something weird. Also, there was a, like a squid. So you can't actually say that. Oh, Yeah. Oh man, it's yeah. been a lot. It's been a half a second since that's yeah. come up. <laughs> I think you start saying you can say the tower. You can say we saw someone who tried to kill us. But when you start trying to, dis- he was using magic. Think, like you specific? No, you managed to say that. But when you start, we just can't describe anything, anything in the tower, secret. right? Like that was yeah. part so of the tower. So when you start to say there was a, you stop mid sentence. Is is that familiar to me? A little bit because when mm-hmm. you were bringing him that's up what I was here. Wondering. He uh, several times he started to say something and then stopped, and then eventually he just got really frustrated and stopped trying. Yeah. Leaf's eyes are narrowed. There, she's watching you guys super closely now. I don't suppose you have like an evil twin, or are sort of like regularly possessed by an outside force that like makes it impossible for you to remember things that you. Darling, you just don't ask if someone's been possessed. Not, not that I know of. How about you? Uh, what is your connection to the tower? the tower specifically uh i came back to abyss after too long part sure sorry leaf i came on another job but also because i thought maggie might have some information i've been looking for the people who hired those bandits you killed do you know what the bandits were trying to do i have an idea you've been inside the tower been in a few watchtowers oh so there's more just like it yeah all up and down the trade road have you been inside this particular watchtower? The one about a day out of the city? Yeah. Look, I'm looking for the people who hired them. You said someone else was down there giving the orders? Yep. Magic user. He sort of rubs his hand over his face. Yeah, I think maybe we've met. I think they were hired out of capital or nearby. I don't think they'd be allowed to hire in the capital any more than they'd be allowed to do that here. But someone was looking, trawling maybe mainly for a large group of discreet non-guild mercenaries. I was looking into this before I left the capital, but I didn't have a chance to follow up. Looking to hire outside the guild is a little suspect in itself, as I'm sure you know. So they were looking in Evendrim? Or that's where I heard the rumors, so I'm guessing there or nearby. I assume that because the attack started near the capital and moved south. You said you were gone from Ibis for 20 years. What brought you back? I had something to do. 20 years is a long time. Yeah, it really is. I had better things to... T- no offense, Leaf. Hashtag harsh. Nope, nope, keep going. Good to know. Can I do a perception check on Leaf and him? Insight? Yeah, yeah I want to do an do insight it. check. Oh, damn it. Comise, you idiot. <laughs> I'm rolling terribly today. I got a one. I don't even know if these two know. <laughs> I got a 21. Okay. Both ends of the spectrum. <laughs> okay, uh, conviction. Um, impression you get off of them is sibling. Ah. Oh. Um, like either actual siblings or as close as Leaf seems uh-huh. kind of upset at him talking about how he had better things to do. She's clearly mad that he didn't come back until very recently that he was gone for twenty years. Especially when he says that, she sort of got her arms crossed, which is funny. Because uh-huh. 
Daiki was the kind of person who lets things show in her body language. So uh, just refreshing you guys' pre-existing knowledge of the timeline, information you have been given before, the first caravans were attacked near the capital five or six weeks ago. And from what Angel's telling you, the attacks then moved slowly south. Do you know if they have been getting outside help pretty regularly? Because when we were fighting them, they were fighting, they were using uh, kankus. They'll use mercenaries if they can get them. Or something like this, they would have needed them. I stare some more going, you've been making a nuisance of yourself in a lot of places, haven't you? (laughs) It's not exactly how I'd put it. Maybe... Yeah, maybe we can help each other. How so? Well, why are you making yourself such a nuisance? What are you looking for? Perhaps we can, maybe, you know, we can help out on that front. He looks at you, Leaf, and he's sort of... Leaf, you might not want to be here for this part. I'm not leaving again. Not till I know... I'm not going anywhere right now. I swear on my father that no harm shall come to him, but I... Since things need to be said. Or things can only be said without you here. Leaf is also extremely suspicious right now. Leaf, I don't want you to hear this. You shouldn't have to. I already missed so much. I'm looking for the people who killed my family. I mean, if it's that, shouldn't she be here? I mean, doesn't she have a right to be here? Uh, what is your connection? Wait, are you? Wait. He means his real family, and I'm all just flounce out of the room <laughs> in the way that younger siblings do just just so you know Kumis is even more bewildered because that means very little to her <laughs> she's like wait what <laughs> how he watches leaf go and he sort of sighs and picks up the cup again can i like say something about inside the tower Kumis yells tries to yell squid <laughs> i think you could yell squid anyway and since it was an octopus <laughs> It was an octopus. It was an octopus. But out of context, I think it would let you get away with just saying octopus and nothing else either way. Kalise is dumb and thinks she works. (laughs) She just yells octopus and I just kind of stare and then I turn back to him and go, So darling, you've been to the watchtower outside of town? Yeah, and don't bother. I couldn't tell you about that if I wanted to. Not even about the pool inside? When you say that- Then can she- When you say that conviction, and you can say it, he just freezes with the cup partway to his- and then he slowly puts it down, and he reaches to his side and very slowly pulls out a dagger, which he holds between both of his hands. Who the hell sent you? Oh, oh, please. No, even. Well, who sent you? I told them I didn't want to be found. Tell two. You know who. Also, nobody sent us. Bullshit. You're- okay, how about this? The octopus sent us. If you're in the quiet, you know who I'm talking about. The what? In the quiet, the pact. What? Conviction, did we join a pact by bleeding on a table? They should at least put like a, a freaking warning on that table if that's what happens. I'm sorry, you're telling me you got yourself blooded into a pact by accident? What well, was the only way to open this damn door? There, We were in a room with no doors. I wouldn't say by accident exactly as much as we delicately wandered into a pact. He sort of stares at all of you, and then he sort of sinks back into the chair. He's still got the dagger in his hand, but it's sort of hanging loosely at his side. To be fair, we killed all the uh, the, the mercenaries. Didn't get the guy. Yeah, that, that part I heard. But the... And that's a real shame. The only way we could get out of that room to kill the mercenaries was bleeding on a table, but we're not 100% sure now that exactly what happened there. You signed a contract. With who? With who, darling? 
For what? With To keep important secrets. That's usually what you sign a blood pact for. Can I move so I'm on the like side of the room, kind of? Like, behind him, basically. Okay, he, you can try. Um, are you trying to be sneaky about it? Nope, I'm basically just doing it because he's saying a bunch of stuff to be unsettling, and so this is the way that I can make him a little unsettled. <laughs> okay. They're having an unsettle-off. So at this point, Conviction is leaning forward, forward a lot, like, a lot, a lot, like, she, like, maybe, like, flashing her boobs at this point. Uh, um, so wait, <laughs> do you know about this quiet, like, there was a symbol on the table. What, who did we just make this blood pact with? You mean like this? And he rolls up his left sleeve and he turns his hand over and on his inner wrist is a very small rendition of the same symbol. Like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like that. That was meant to be there. The Kenku and the wizard fucking were. Does this have to do with your family? Yeah. Ah. Look, I'm not gonna tell you everything just because you happen to have accidentally signed a blood pact, okay? You don't get everything, and honestly, you probably don't want everything. Comis, do another perception check this time at advantage. Come on, dice, stop fucking with me. Twelve. So when he rolls up his sleeve, the the tattoo of the the sort of eclipse, uh, the shadowed sun, is there, but you see other tattoos. There are two of them. They both seem to circle his wrist, Mm -hmm. and you recognize the script as Feoric, which is, Feor is the one major city on the Burning Plains, and the Tanomir, the people of the Burning Plains, don't have their own written language for regular use, but they do have a sort of a graphic phonemic script that's called Feoric. It's mostly used for ceremonial purposes, and you do know, although it's mostly something that humans do, but it is some other races definitely do it. It's more a clan thing. This kind of tattoo is usually to record major life events like marriages mm-hmm. or the birth of children. I am going to grab his elbow. He's going to try and avoid that. So do a dexterity check, please. Uh, Dex check. Uh, 19. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At this point, I go, Camise. How do you have this? Have what? He just told us how. Not that. This. Do I see what Camise was referring to? Yeah. I think now that she's pointing at it and holding his wrist up, you see the, the other two tattoos. I think you probably noticed them when you saw the first tattoo, but didn't really register them as significant. How? Who gave you the right? Who did this? My wife and child gave me the right let go of my arm. What clan? They're dead. A lot of them are dead. Which clan? Talish. He's going to try and pull his hand out of your grip. Please do a strength check. Uh, I'm actually letting him go. I, I do I do a cursory sort of squeeze, and then I sort of back sure. off. Uh, Comis is very obviously uh, shut down kind of emotionally on this, after especially after hearing Talish. I feel there may be pertinent bits of information you're resisting in telling us. And forgive us, we... No, that's a lie. Don't forgive us. But as much as I do not wish the pride, this involves... And at this point, I point to all three of us. Our lives. So forgive us for being a bit aggressive. Conviction, he looks very closely at you. Do a persuasion check. Ooh, that's an 18 plus 6, 24. I can't tell you everything. There's some things... There are ways these things are done. Just enough to make informed choices. I fell in with them, and he points at the tattoo on his wrist, the sun one, when I was younger. The quiet. That's not what they're called. That's what we call the pact. And I'm not going to tell you what they're called, not today. And it was an accident. (laughs) Funny enough. And the people I worked with, traveled with, 
they became my family. Maggie was always really good to me, but I remembered my blood family, and I knew it wasn't quite the same. The closest I ever came was probably Leaf. I hated leaving her behind, but you don't just pull in outsiders. Maggie takes in strays all the time. If you're young enough, she'll raise you almost like one of her own. Leaf was younger than me. When I left, she was pretty angry. But I had, I'd found myself doing something important, something bigger than myself, and I couldn't just turn that down. There's always a choice. Yeah, not always. So they sent us to find something. I don't know what it was. They don't always tell us. But they told us where, and they told us how to find it, and we found it. Not without any trouble. Not without taking a few bumps. We did it. We came up out of the ground into an ambush. We had a rough idea of who had sent them. And normally we would have been able to hold our own, but we were tired. And we'd taken a lot of hits. And it went sideways pretty fast. And somehow I was the only one to come out alive. Through no fault of my own, they had a wizard with them. I didn't recognize him at the time, but I think I knew who it was, and I have a general idea that he was the one who was hiring mercenaries to attack caravans all up and down the trade road. How long ago did this job go south? Just seven weeks ago? Seven weeks. No, I remember there was a market day in Evendron the day we left. Seven weeks. We were supposed to go, retrieve it, come back, hand it in. And I did. Damn it, I did. I finished the mission. But then, well, they don't tell you everything because it's safer that way, but I figured they called me back in pretty fast. And when I heard about the attacks, I think they were sending it in a wagon with a lot of other wagons, and someone figured that out. Was the wizard working with a, a halfling? Maybe a, a monk? <laughs> the wizard's looking for something. He nods. Is there anything yeah. similar about all the uh, different caravans that he's attacked? I, I think they were just trade caravans. If they were trying to hide something, they'd try and make sure they were in different groups, different sizes, okay. different goods. So they were going in a southern direction? Yeah, there were two or three near the capital not long after I came back. And then a couple more, a little further south. And then there was a gap. That was what made me real sure that they had a wizard wow. with them. Or something like. Because there was a gap of three days travel less than a day apart. So either they had two different groups of mercenaries, which isn't impossible, but let's say is less likely than someone using magic to make sure they got them on the spot at the right time. They've done it before. Now it's on Ibis's doorstep. No, I don't think so. Well, at least they're out. They're close enough that we were hired out of here. I think whatever it was was coming here. I don't know if it's made it. I was sent to tell someone that they were going to have to find another one. Tell who? <laughs> we ain't that close yet. He takes another drink. Look, the smoke is already muddling your head quite enough. <laughs> I haven't had anything to smoke for at least five or six hours. And that's none of your goddamn business. You're not telling us something. Like what? Can I do a perception check on him real quick? When she, when, sure, when she says you're not telling us everything, I want to see if he he looks slightly like he's been caught out or if he guiltily looks around or at anything. Do a check. Ooh, that's the best role I've had today. Um, 19. There's definitely stuff he's not telling you, but you're not sure whether it's just because he's flat out told you he's not going to tell you some things or because there's something specific that Conviction wants to know, that he knows she wants to know it, 
and he's decided not to tell her. What you do notice, he is absolutely racked with guilt. Like, that's immediately visible. Listen, we're all... Hard to tell if it's... We are all in this together. We've apparently made this pact. We are definitely wading through this bullshit. You can only help yourself by telling us what we need to know to get through this. And to stop whoever's, it's to stop this asshole in the green cloak. So if you're holding us, holding anything back that can help your cause and help keep us alive. Darling, something is weighing on your debatable conscience. No one decides to hold themselves up. You don't know anything. I know enough. And you don't get to tell me how I deal with how I feel. Darling. I personally am not interested in your conscience and you can do whatever you want in terms of drinking. But I'm curious about this pact, and uh, if you're not interested in our help, how do we get out of it? You want my advice? I mean, I did ask. Run. Run away. All right, that's not very helpful. Listen, I've, I've been fighting these people for half my life. It's been my life. They are powerful, and they're determined, and they are utterly, utterly cold-blooded. And we're not nothing. We've beat them before. We knew what we were doing. And mostly it's been worth it, but it took only a moment of carelessness for them to destroy just about everything I ever... Nearly everyone I loved is dead. I don't even know what for, but trust me, if you trust anything I say, you're better off knowing nothing more than you already do. Forget everything you saw and go on with your life. From what you're saying, though, running away is not going to work. They're going to come after us. He reaches down beside his chair and he picks up a clay bottle and starts sipping that. I'm sure you're... The members of your clan who you've lost are very proud of you right now. I have no idea. The people I lost most recently, I think they'd, yeah, they'd probably be pretty ashamed. But guess what? They're dead. And you're not doing much about it. And then Kamis just walks out. I look at him and basically go, it's a good thing your family's dead. God knows you're an utter failure for them. And I cast Vicious Mockery. Do I Man, I don't think Kamis made it out of the room before that, that burn. Nope. No, you did not. You have to succeed on a wisdom saving throw. Everyone acted like I was overreacting when I tried to attack this guy, but all of a sudden we're doing some offensive magic. That is a 16. Does this take half damage? No, he does not take any damage. Well, I think he makes a sound in surprise anyway. Um, and almost, almost immediately, I think maybe like 10 seconds after that, the door flies open and Leaf is standing there. <laughs> Leaf, this is what you walk into. Kumis is looking shocked. Conviction is looking disappointed. He's looking shocked, and Red's like, what just happened? Okay, I'm just sitting there, okay? I've not touched him, but my eyes are kind of glowing at this point, and you're starting to see kind of that infernal ancestry. Oh, yeah, I... <laughs> Leaf runs in, gets between you and Injal, and I pull out my fucking sword. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Leaf, 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 stop, stop. He's gonna actually reach out and, and hold, grab your wrist. Look, I, I fucking brought it on myself. Don't start any trouble. Uh, I will start trouble if I want to. Don't. And I fucking heard what they said to you. Yeah, so did I. I deserved it. No, you didn't. We were promised information. You have yet to provide, so someone's at fault. Maggie told me all she promised was that I'd listen to you and talk to you. I haven't broken any promises, as neither has she. The specific favor that we asked mm -hmm. was how to find this man, and so you don't need to tell us anything about your secret society. Just point us in the direction of this wizard, and, you know, 
for you in the in the worst case scenario we soften him up a little bit i mean at the in the worst you know we could also just lead you to him to get your fast revenge i mean we're in this for the same thing you honestly think he's capable of revenge at this point he is a desperate man with a lot of loss he's capable of a lot more than you give him credit for drunk or not he doesn't have a lot to lose Comis, do a persuasion check. Nice. Oh, man, that's one of my negatives. 18. Damn, okay. Um, show me your wrists. Um, Comis un- undoes her... She has cuffs, but she undoes them. They are um, quite scarred. Under And underneath the scarring, you see the faded markings of however they tattoo a scaled person. But it's obviously manacled. Manacles have like rubbed away on a lot of it. it. Looks. How old were you? Ten. How long do they have you? Six years. That's a long time for a dragonborn. It's a long time without a clan. I can't tell you everything. I'm not allowed. But he takes another long swig from the wine bottle, and then he puts it down on the table. I need to think. Okay. How long do you need? A couple of days, maybe. We'll be generous. You have half a fortnight. Leave you done. You're gonna stab my new friends here, or what? You want to call them friends? We haven't killed each other. That's the best thing in friendship. You and I, you and I have very different ideas of friends. Eh. Dallin, I'm a bard. Everyone's a friend. Ah! <laughs> 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 huh. C- conviction. Never let it be said you can't read a room. At this, I take a long pull of the wine. He holds the bottle out to you. Thanks. We shared a drink. Now we're friends. Cheers. Leaf, it's okay. Forgive me if I don't trust your judgment right now. Leaf, if you can't trust his judgment and you don't trust us, just know that your brother here has an obligation that, at the very least of it, he is bound to complete. And that is something he and I share. So I I mean him no harm other than to see him through to the other end of it. If he needs a few prods, well, that's why we're here. I sure hope that's not why you're here. We shall see. I smile with my fangs coming out. I raise my sword higher. (laughs) Okay, we're all really great at uh, de-escalating situations, clearly. (laughs) I wasn't saying the obligation to us. He has has no real obligation to us. He's done what he promised, and Maggie's done what she has. But there's a higher obligation that he knows he is avoiding by sitting in this room and drinking. Could cut him a break. He did lose his family. A lot of people lose families. Everyone loses family, darling. And so he doesn't have a right to mourn? Have some... Leaf, throughout all of this, he still had his hand around your wrist and he's sort of gently tugging you backwards. I'll let him pull me backwards. I'm not... And trying. I'm not saying... That he cannot mourn. I'm saying that on the other end of this, on this, uh, the other side of this mourning, he knows what he needs to do. Okay, let's. We're done talking about my feelings now for the day. Isn't that wonderful? We're all friends. I need a fucking drink. Can we? Are we done yet? Yeah, I'd really like to get high if it's okay with you guys. Enjoy. Now, now when he says that, though, do I actually recognize what the smoke is? Yeah, I think you do. Nice. <laughs> Uh, it is it is an herb called winkweed, and yes, it's exactly what you think. Nice. I just wrote winkweed, and in, in my notes I wrote that dank kush. <laughs> I wrote 420 blaze it, so. <laughs> I just have winkweed and analog to marijuana, because I am an adult. There are three types of people.
All right. Well, obviously, this has spiraled desperately out of control, and we're not going to get any information. Not today. Not more today, anyway. We gave him half a fortnight. We have places to go, people to intimidate, (laughs) or try to have sex with, in your case. You have fun with your uh, winkweed there, buddy. Kumis just walks out. (laughs) Has Ren left yet? Nope. I was waiting for you to leave. So we both stare at each other like, are we, who's, who's gonna? I- Injustice sitting there with like, like a pipe and like a, a candle up yeah, to it. Like, are you guys gonna stick around? I'm standing beside him too, by the way. I'm waiting for you with guys. The- yeah, yeah, yeah. I use intimidation to get Ren to get the fuck out. Ren, come join me on the landing. <laughs> yeah, fine. Whatever. You're obviously the adult in the room. And I huff off. <laughs> I just stare at Injal and say, everyone's been through loss. It's how we deal with it that made us. And I knock back the rest of the wine and toss the glass behind me and walk the fuck out. Breaking his glasses? I toss it to him. It's up to him to catch it. He can't. Natural 20. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. He's had glasses thrown at him before. Still Still got it. I give Leaf a very tight-lit smile and walk out. You know... Not that we're not, you know, great at this, but I feel like we might want to establish one of us being the good cop in these situations or something like i feel like i started in there hot and then you guys got a lot hotter and all of a sudden we're attacking him with magic in front of his found family yeah what was with the what was with the attack there i mean i'm pissed off at him as much as i should be but what the hell sometimes people need a little fire set under them yeah and it worked really really great I think the only person you caught fire was Leaf. <laughs> Leaf, yeah. you're still in the room with him? Um, I turned to Injal and I said, you know, Maggie wants you to come home. Yeah, that figures. I figured she probably would if she sent you to bring them here. Can you come back in a few Will hours? Will you still be here in a few hours? I promise I'll still be Do here. I believe him? Do an insight check. Good die, Oh, that was actually better than my last try. Um, 18. <laughs> I rolled a 6 on my last insight. So this was an 18. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. He, he still got your wrist, and he sort of pulls it a little closer to him, and he looks you in the eyes, and he says, I've ever broken a promise to you. Okay. I'll gather up some of the garbage and clean it up a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Leaf emerges from the. Is she holding a garbage bag? Holding a trash bag. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, just a yeah, bunch probably. of like gross yeah. food and. I think you got yeah. it in a little sack. I think. Closes the door behind her. Locks it. I'll just head out. I'm not gonna say anything to them and just keep walking. <laughs> That's fair enough. I don't think we uh, any of us hold it against you. Yeah. She's definitely holding against you guys because you <laughs> are like a, trying to attack him. She's like, this yeah, is to be not fair. I yeah. He's still alive. Redwood was Red was quiet. I was scolding and and <laughs> conviction tried to uh, vicious mockery him. Like, look, at most he was gonna get one d four of psychic damage. So, like, at most he was gonna get four points of psychic damage. You don't know how weak he is right now. He's been drinking for days. And Leaf doesn't really care. Anybody so who Leaf- hurts him is gonna be in her bad yeah. bad books. Okay, so uh, Leaf leads you back down the stairs and down and down. It's um, still still raining. 
I have my hood up. When you get to the bottom, the carriage isn't there, but a moment later, it sort of comes around sort of a corner and approaches you, pulls up in front of you. I'll get in. Leave it up to them if they want to get in. Yeah, I was going to wait for for Leaf to give us a, like, whether or not she's going to stab us if we try to get in. I just get the fuck in. Oh, okay. I, I get in, too. I leave the door open when I get in. I'm going to be at talk to the driver and be like, hey, buddy, you got room up there? <laughs> Thanks, Ren. He turns to look at you, and then he looks up at the sky, and then he looks back at you, and then he shrugs. Screw damage. <laughs> yep, I'll ride with the driver. So do you have any hobbies <laughs> when you're not- <laughs> God, Ren! <laughs> driving his carriage. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, he does not respond. We don't pay him for small talk. I mean, that's valid. We're kind of batting zero- off the board today, so I'll just be quiet like you. I need to I pull my the hood of my cloak up and just sort of mirror him. Where do you guys want to be let out? I can take you wherever you want. By the college. So Leaf gets back out of the carriage, and the two of you who are in the carriage don't see this, but she goes around to the front and touches the driver on the elbow, and he turns to look at her, and she says, take us to the Bardic College. Ren, you hear that. Mm-hmm. And... He nods, and he makes a gesture with both hands, and... Is it like a thieves can't thing, or...? It is not. And she does, like, another small gesture and then gets back in the carriage. And then he sort of makes a noise to the horses, and the carriage starts moving. Ren, I think you found your, your greatest best friend, someone who cannot hear you. <laughs> Wait, has this guy talked at any point? No. Oh. I feel like I would have heard of sign language. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't mean you know it. <laughs> heard of it. Uh, the carriage moves out into the city. You move back east and south. It's a little quicker going down than going up because you are going downhill. And finally, you are rolling along Guild Street once more in a part of the city that you all at this point find quite familiar. And you pull up in front of the Bardic College, which is a small, not like a pretty small building among a lot of other buildings that are all quite close together. Um, it has a bright blue door, and there is a lamp burning in the window. In fact, everyone do a uh, intelligence check. Oh, good. Straight, Straight intelligence. intelligence. 17. Wow. Cool. Four. Ren, I'm going to give you advantage on this one. Really? Yes. Okay. I've got negative one to it. Holy shit, 18! <laughs> I live! A 16 for me. You have all noticed that most of the places you have visited in Ibis since you have been there have had either a candle or a lamp burning in one of the front windows at all times. Okay. Uh, Ren. Mm Mm-hmm. So as you see this, you realize that that is what you have been seeing, because I think you've been seeing them and not really registering it. I would like you to do a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Oh, God. All right, all right, all right. Ooh. Shit. That's a nine. All right. I think you sway a little and you close your eyes and you remember something. Shit. You are eight years old and it is nightfall on the first day of winter and the lamps are being lit in the street outside and mother and father, your mother and father are standing by the window. You watch your mother set out the holder and set the candle in it and then you wait for her to light it to pull a taper from the box walk four steps to the fireplace, light it, carry it back to the window. But she doesn't. Instead, she looks down at you and she holds out the taper and she says, you're old enough now, and holds it out to you. And 
you're very afraid your hands are going to shake, but they don't. They mustn't. As you walk to the fireplace and light the taper, nothing goes wrong. You imagine many things going terribly wrong, but they don't. You walk back, holding the taper very carefully aloft. You try to cup your hand around the flame as you've seen Father do when he lights the lamps. The flame flickers a little bit. Once so badly, you're very afraid it will go out. But as you get closer, your mother touches your shoulder and smiles. And you touch the taper to the wick. You watch it catch and gutter and finally take and burn steady in the window. And your mother smiles at you again. She pushes the candle closer to the window. She places the glass chimney carefully into its base around the flame. And you understand. You're old enough now. It means this is your job now. You must keep the light every day until the long dark of winter weakens into spring. And preferably, your father jokes, without setting fire to the curtains. I don't think any of you have gotten out of the carriage when this happens, so Ren, do a constitution saving throw. Oh, wow. Um, that's a one. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, God. So none of you <laughs> see, but I feel like you probably hear when Ren loses consciousness and falls off of the wagon into the street. Which side? Is, uh, convictions or Camisa's side? You would have been to the right of the driver, and that's the side the door was on that you guys got in. So I don't remember what order you got I in. think I got in after conviction. I got in first. So you would have been closest to the door. So, uh, Camise jumps out. Yeah. You regain consciousness almost immediately, Ren, but you feel a little bit dizzy for a few seconds. Uh, I make sure that Ren is not face down in a puddle. (laughs) Nope. In fact, they are coming around. What the hell? Did you just- Ren, did someone push you? I look up at the driver. The driver is looking at you very, like, has both arms out to his sides, like, I'm sorry, what? I'm just, uh... (laughs) Just really bad at carriages, I guess. <laughs> Did you eat this morning? Did you have any of that winkweed? You know, uh... Did you get a contact high? <laughs> have you ever had winkweed? Is this your first time getting high, Ren? I... Yeah, that's it, you know. I've always been a lightweight, probably. Can I sense that that's not what made them fall? Insight versus deception, please. I'm going to give myself disadvantage on this because I'm pretty fucked up. Yeah. That is a a 12. That is a 16 for me. They're lying. Put the back of my hand against their forehead. Do they feel clammy or something? Really hard to tell. You are all soaking wet just standing out here for like a minute and a half. I think if you're getting that close, you can see their eyes are red. Like they're Mm -hmm. crying. Yeah. Comise is like helping Ren up, by the way. Man, I just, you know, I just laundered these this is why i don't do laundry because you just get dirty again right will they let me in the bardic college like this let's just go i mean you've been wanting to go here forever cool we're here thank you carriage man uh leaf can you tell him thank you i don't know sign language i'm just gonna go in right let's go cool ran ran power through up to the door like babbling the whole time goes straight to the door and pushes it open and disappears inside uh conviction done that before no. I turn back to the driver. He is frantically <laughs> signing, but you don't understand what he's saying. Do I understand that it's like sign language at yeah, least? Yeah, I think you've seen it before. Leaf, you know that he is saying, I'm just driving the carriage. They just fell off the seat. I don't know why everyone blames me. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I'll just tell him to ignore them. It's not his fault. 
and I'll relay that to the others. Uh, let's just follow conviction. Good to see you again, Leaf. Uh, I'm sure we'll go annoy the shit out of each other soon. And Kamis uh, runs after Ren. Leaf gets back in the carriage and it pulls away. And uh, Ren has gone in ahead of you into the, the Bardic College. At this point, Conviction is just standing outside, taking a deep breath. In the rain. I have a hood on. My hairdo is still like, it's like covered. It's still like reasonably okay. It's like a little wilted, but it's still doing, still hanging in there. Um, is there like a an archway or something that's like a little more shaded or something? Uh, Yeah, there's probably a little bit of a, like, it's inset a little bit. You could probably get a little bit of shelter just under the, like, the lintel. Uh, I just rummage gently through my stuff to make certain I still have the papers that I brought with me and they're okay and I enter. I think our DM is pulling up some notes. I, I indeed am doing that. Uh, you guys are so paranoid. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. Listen, Zim could be here and we've established oh, that fuck. he is the <laughs> final bad. All right, so you open the door. Um, what you see is a, a smallish room. It's not tiny, but not gigantic. There is another desk in here up against the back wall. There is a doorway that leads back into the rest of the building. Everybody roll a perception check. 21. That is a dirty 20. Okay. 23. So the first thing you notice about this room is that it is full of papers and books and bound packets of papers. The entire right wall is just shelves that go up to the ceiling. In fact, it's like every bit of wall space that could be spared in this room was someone put up a shelf. <laughs> some of it is some of it is a little bit tidier than the rest. It conviction, I think you would probably work this out right away. Most of this is music. Uh-huh. Sheets of music. Some of it is actually sticking out of folders. It uh, from your knowledge of like I think you've probably been to other even smaller offices of the Bardic College uh-huh. in other places in your travels, they usually have a library of music like this, like so that other bards can come and look at them, copy them down, use them, learn them. With similar organizational skills? It varies. This city seems to have enough people coming through that at least at some points, the collection gets a little disordered and uh, whoever's in charge of tidying it has not yet put it back to rights. The desk at the back of the room is in fact piled high with more stacks of papers and sheet music and books and other stuff they're closer to the back in the right far right corner is more of it is bound books and that's a little tidier but it's probably just because it's harder to make books look like a mess than haphazardly bound stacks of papers they should try really hard though Mm, probably yes uh there is no one in the room at the moment is it just a single room or is there like there's another door door at the back which is ajar but mostly closed Uh, and there is a bell on the desk um okay um if i got in there like a second before Mm -hmm. everyone else yeah and no one's in there um i think i'm going to like wipe my face really hastily and be like get it to fucking gather rena and then i'm gonna go over to the desk and start ringing the bell (laughs) try to introduce more chaos to the situation (laughs) i think that the ringing of the bell is just dying away as the two of you come fully into the room ran ran for some time, there is no response, and then you hear a series of crashes from beyond the door, and then you hear footsteps, and the door flies open, and standing in the doorway is a very large, green-skinned dragonborn. He is wearing robes. Um, they are uh, they are a shade of blue. Are um, they a kimono? <laughs> no, they're just like... 
they're just robes. Like they're they're a lot of people wear this kind of. It's pretty plain. Um, it is a shade of blue though, which is a little bit unusual because blue dye is kind of expensive. It is a bl- shade of blue very similar to the blue the door is painted, um, but it's faded. How badly uh, is it clashing and- with his green? It's not too bad. It's not. It's not. It's a sort of a blue and green, green go together. Yeah, depends on good. how. Depends on the the shade of blue and the shade of green. Bring, brings out his eyes, which are also blue. Um, oh, pretty! And he sort of throws the door open and leans into the room. And he says, "I have guests. I I can't believe it. No, that's 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 a lie. I have guests all the time. People are in and out of here all day long. But uh, you're my guests now. Ah, how can I help you? I take out a letter. It has a seal on it and shit. Ooh, okay. official. He's been he's been very like outgoing and jolly, and then he sees you pull that out, and he sees the seal, and he sort of like pulls himself a very tiny bit straighter, and he holds out his hand. Well, in that case, let me have a look, and he holds out his hand. Oh well, well, hmm. fascinating. I uh, huh. well, I I gather you came from the capital. Well, I mean, uh, I I do have to tell you, I, I you would probably know that uh, this sort of thing you would have to apply i mean this coming here first will certainly give you a bit of a leg up i can i can uh, we can have a little chat i can talk to you a little bit write you another letter but uh, something like this you would need to apply directly to the the college in evendrim uh, i recognize but due to some recent situations it's currently best for me not to be in evendrim at the moment hmm. and he looks uh, down at the letter again you know old arfian then a bit. More than a bit judging by this? Well, 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 well. That's, uh, very interesting. And he's sort of, he's still looking at the letter and he goes behind the desk and he sits down in the chair, which creaks a little alarmingly as he sits down, but holds. He sort of holds the letter in one hand and rubs at his chin with the other. And he looks at you, Conviction. And then he sort of does this thing where he sort of looks at you, flicks his eyes at Ren and Comise, and then back to you and raises his eyebrows. Conviction. Kumi's like very subtle. The very nervously takes out a dulcimer. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting, but that was not it. Nervously produces dulcimer is the best sentence I have ever heard. Oh my god! Nervously produces dulcimer. What? 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 Wait. Why does Kumi's have a dulcimer? Kumi start to play it. No, she looks like she's, like, waiting for someone to sell her to do so. <laughs> Ren starts to, like, hum. <laughs> just sort of, like, hmm, 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 Yeah, so Ren is just having a meltdown up there because I... <laughs> I'm just looking really, really earnest right now and a little terrified. Um, we can do scales, kind of, like, back up. Uh, Bahad always needs inspiration. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, see course. what you did there. Of course, of course. Uh, I just didn't want to speak out of turn if it was, um... Well, I'm... You, you came from, from Evendrim and you, you knew all everything. You must have heard the rumors. How long have you been gone? Uh, uh, almost three months now. I wish I was a gossip. I can make absolute bank on this, uh, but I'm not. There have been, uh, well, rumors, you know. There's always rumors about bards. But, uh... Old Arfian bit of a scandal. Everybody's been talking about it, at least everyone who's come through here lately. They're saying he was poisoned. What? Yeah. Turned up dead one morning. Apparently he'd been ill, though not like he'd tell anybody. But yeah, absolutely poison. Uh, just how? Don't know. 
Not much uh, details. It's all word of mouth. But uh, they, uh, he died in the night. His housekeeper called the guard in the morning and uh, looked into it with the even hand, and it turns out that uh, he died of poison. A lot of rumors flying around about that. Uh, even more when they read his will and it turned out he'd left everything to somebody who'd vanished. At this point, uh, you've never seen Vic just look kind of like turn really pale, just kind of faint looking, and she's like, I just... Um, he sees you go a little pale, and he holds out his hand, and he snaps his fingers, and a chair comes skidding across the room to right behind you. And I just, just kind of collapse. Do you need a cup of tea or something, or, or something stronger? Emma, she she just said that he, he just died. He, he was ill. And he, I didn't think he was poisoned. He's done nothing. He did nothing. Why would they do this? Um, he's going to open a drawer and pull out a bottle and a glass and pour it nearly to the top and push it to in front of you, conviction. I I take it and my hands are kind of shaking. So like it's splashing everywhere. And I'm just like, because I left and I, I woke up that morning and Hema, the housekeeper, got, she's, she's been there for half a century, I think. I, I wasn't there long. She woke me up. And she told me he'd passed away, and she told me to leave the city. And I, I thought it was because maybe his son or some family member wanted me to leave the house or something. He, he wasn't the nicest man, but he was never cruel. Not to me. How? Why? I don't have an answer for you, I'm afraid. Uh, you know, he had plenty of enemies. Some of those rumors about Bart are true, and he was an old man. Plenty of connections. Any number of people are suspected, but uh, I haven't heard anything solid. Except that his son's come back out of nowhere after how many dozens of years and making a great big fuss. And I guess the person the will was written for being gone doesn't make things better. I've heard some things. Most of people are curious about her. I mean, well. And he sort of gives you a significant look. Oh, I've heard a number of versions. Uh, something like Aveline, Avaria, something like that. I don't think uh, anyone's getting it firsthand. It would have been a closed session at the even hand, and the information in those isn't technically supposed to be shared for the public. But uh, things get out. I have heard, and you'll forgive me, last, but I've heard someone suggesting this apprentice was just no better than a gold digger, but if you knew Arafine at all... Well, I didn't very well, which should tell you something. You know, a pretty young lass wouldn't do much to catch his attention in that particular regard. He said once his tastes ran towards men dull as mud. Well, I would follow from what I've heard. Lass, you gonna, you gonna be alright? No, but I'll go on. What else can I do? What else? He holds out the bottle again, like, huh? And he looks up at the two of you, Camise and Ren, who I guess we are so awkward. Silence. We're like, uh. Yeah. yeah. Ren has looked like unsure what to do but at this point uh they kneel in front of Vic's uh seat and they look over their shoulder at the guy and is like I would close my ears if I didn't want to be considered an accomplice at this moment and then I turn to Vic and I say listen if you need somebody gotten rid of <laughs> uh Kamis is still standing there with like awkwardly dulcimer. holding a dulcimer um, <laughs> I do not see this dulcimer because my face is like covered. And no, no, but she's she's kind of eyeing uh, eyeing Ren over co- uh, Conviction's shoulder. Like, are are we doing this? 
I turn back over to the dragonborn like this is of course a joke between friends and is no way like to be used in a court of law and I look back at Vic and I'm like but I'll fucking kill him I don't even know if it was a him or a her or a they or whoever I don't even know how the poison got into the house I think we probably need to have a a trip somewhere soon uh, maybe yeah, um I don't want to interrupt, but you know the will's been read. And? Well, his, uh, his son came back, making a great big row about everything, and found out nearly everything had been left to somebody he'd never met. I gather he's not too happy. Not that anybody seems especially excited to give him all that he wants, but, uh, you only get a year. I, when the will's been read in the capital. You said you've been gone, what, three months? A year for what? For claiming. To get your stuff. I mean, I'm. we're just all guessing right now that you're the one named, maybe. That would be a correct assumption. Uh, and this is an Evendrim? Evendrim? I was looking at the, the dragonborn. Hi. I know you didn't know him well, but uh, did you know anyone he would have considered a friend or... Someone who was not inclined to murder him. Arfin wasn't much for bosom friends, although I'd have thought anyone who kept coming back to clean his house and make his food and trim his beds would have to like him at least to keep coming back. He went a bit funny after his husband died. Probably a few people at the college, but uh, I'm not sure. There's probably at least as many who uh, would cheerfully have, well, figuratively cheerfully cut his throat for... One argument or another, he did tend to get people's backs up, but uh, I have trouble imagining any of them actually killing him. Then again, some of those rumors about bards are true. And he was in the capital a long time, and with the college almost as long. You mentioned his housekeeper. Yeah, I think she was the one who pulled in the guard. Did hear tell about a bit of a row she had with the son. How so? Well, he up and left, didn't he? It was before my time. So they fought when he left, or...? Is this recently? They, they fought and then he left, and this was all pre-conviction. I'm afraid I don't know much more. I only get here gossip and rumor down here. Did he have any contacts here with the college in Ibis? Any papers or anything? May have seen a letter or two pass through over the years, but nothing recently. As for contacts, there's not a lot of, uh, not an awful lot of, uh, professional bards down here, except for the ones that teach gently-born children their music. Most of what we do is matching up bards with time for sale with families who've got coin to pay for it. And the usual exchanges of uh, coin and gossip, music, that sort of thing. I don't remember seeing anything from him any time in the last several months. Did he have any enemies here? Sometimes an enemy is more useful than a friend. Not that I know of. You get people gossiping about bards back in the great fancy capital sometimes, but uh, nothing at a level that seemed to tie in with murder. And I don't remember anybody mentioning Arafine in the last year or more. He's been a bit of a recluse, I think. I'm sorry, lass. Mm, I guess we need to get you to the city, or at least to try and figure out what happened. I mean, if, if you don't want any of the money, that's up to you, but... We should, if, if it's important to you, we'll go with you, if you want to go. He was the closest thing I had to family. Okay. Uh, thank you, Master 
Did we ever get his oh, name? Oh, it's Tosk. My name's Tosk. And yourself? It's Everine Terrain. I'm pleased to meet you. And he shakes her hand. Listen, I, uh, I won't go telling anybody when I met you. I think you'd probably want to stay a bit under the radar for now. But I'd be careful. I appreciate the gesture of trust, but I'd be real careful telling anybody your real name right now. At least till you get where you're going. You can call me Conviction, then. Conviction it is. I think Ren is just putting their hand near where Vic's hand is on the chair, like, not touching her, but basically being close if she wants any kind of reassurance. Mm -hmm. Conviction's really not in this room at this moment. She's really just not here. Guys, we're having a rough day. (laughs) It's a really fucking rough day. Do I believe Tosk that he's not going to tell anyone? Do an insight check. Fucking cock. It's an eight. It's an eight. Yeah, he seems super trustworthy. <laughs> we like him. Yeah, he's very likable. Everyone's emotionally. What's the thing? What's the thing in Star Trek where you are you have to give up command because you're emotionally compromised? Or yeah, yeah. you're emotionally yeah, yeah, compromised. Yeah. So Bones is not going to let you go on uh, on the bridge. Yeah. Uh, basically, my mind's just racing, going over what he's like told me in the like, past five ten minutes uh but also like do i sense there's anything else he's not telling me because like he said he's not a gossip and then he proceeded to like drop a lot of gossip do an insight check i hate to dish the goss but i've heard the few things yeah he yeah he's like if i if i was more into gossip i could be making bank and it's like "Mm." Um, Uh, It's a good thing that was with advantage because that's a 19. The impression you get is that he is pretty much exactly what he seems. And in fact, what crosses your mind is that that's probably why he works here instead of at the college in the capital. Oh, damn. (laughs) He's very open and he's not really, you can read pretty much everything he's feeling right on his face. He's got a very expressive face and body and... It does cross your mind that he kept talking about bards being recruited as spies and working for the regents, and you've definitely heard that uh-huh. because bards bards go everywhere. Yeah. And nobody really pays attention to them except for listening to them, like, say and sing exactly what they want you to hear. You've definitely heard that sometimes bards are used as spies. It probably crossed your mind before about Sina, but I don't think you ever would have talked about it. Tosk seems like someone who wishes he was cooler. But it's like, because he knows he was never going to be asked to be a spy. He, you know, he likes his job. He seems pretty happy with himself. But he doesn't seem like you'd be a very good liar. This is our new hangout, guys. <laughs> Evidently, it's best for me to leave in the next fortnight or so, given this information. Well, you, you have about uh, nine months. But uh, winter's coming on, so... I turn over the letter that's in my hand because I'm assuming it includes pertinent information. Like, I want her trained in X, Y, and Z, most likely. Yeah, like, yeah, like, I think she's great at these things and I think she would do very well to study these things. I'm, like, lightly scanning this letter as I'm opening up going, I know uh, Sinath had a affinity for the College of Glamour, if I recall correctly. Yes, he was uh, rather known for it in his youth. Well, I'd hope to follow in his footsteps. And now I'm like full on reading this letter. I'm guessing it basically says, hi, she's a nerd. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yes. Um, Kumis is 
like basically trying to be as unobtrusive uh, as possible. Can she like peruse the bookshelves to see if there's any magic books or anything? Do an investigation check. <laughs> One. I mean, there's a lot of she, books. She can't read right now. She's too awkward. She's still holding the dulcimer. Yeah, she is. She has <laughs> not put it away. Playing it, walking around the room. Law. Law. And I'm looking back and forth between Tusk and the letter. I'm just like, it's this College of Law. He sort of looks down. It does it that. That's more or less what I studied as a lad. Aww. So like I'm reading the letter again more closely and it's basically saying like, hi, do not put her in glamour. She has like literally no tact whatsoever. Probably a like... lot like more uh, politic than that, but <laughs> it, it, it strongly encourages the reader to A, admit you, B, that you would and, you know, the college and you would both benefit the most from you studying within the college of lore and learning about the world and magic and history more than maybe the showier types of bardic magic. My tail is kind of very irritatedly moving back and forth and I'm just cursing going like, you fucking son of a bitch and I may be cursing in Infernal. Well. Are, are, are papers in the, the room slightly singeing? <laughs> Honestly, probably yes because she's fucking pissed right now. Uh, he's gonna sort of like reach a hand out like and look uh, vaguely alarmed around the room. Lass, I am... Um... Do you mind, uh... Can you have your breakdown away from the library books? I, um, hadn't had the chance to review this. Sure, 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 sure. Look, if it's Laura you're after, I, I, I've got some time if you, uh, want to talk about that a little bit. I don't do much teaching these days, but, uh, I can find time. Come on, Conviction. It's what he wanted. Conviction just kind of wilts at this point going, but I just wanted to be like him perhaps the best way to be like him is to excel in something like him i mean you said the guy said he was known for his glamour and you know he's quite good at it maybe you should be as good as he was at something that is more your speed rather than just be a carbon copy of his skills but my hair your hair is very nice You've managed to keep it, keep those curls, even in this, even in this humidity. I wanted to be pretty. <laughs> he just looks kind of helpless. He's looking at the two of you. Ren also Vic! looks helpless at a display of genuine emotion. Vic, I don't understand. Yuck, why can't you be pretty if you're, if you're a lore bard? I thought all bards were pretty. Isn't that like bard, part of being a bard? They don't go to party <laughs> now conviction that now uh now conviction is thoroughly confused Camis. parties i think at this point conviction is like not taking anything very well at this point and it's like having her own personal pity party but she's also now coming to the realization that she's like been emoting really hard in public and she's just like fuck i i just i <clears throat> i and at this point, I just, like, knock back the glass. And I'm like, <gasps> Yes. Law. Exactly what, um, Sineth wanted. Law. Sounds wonderful. Great. Excellent. I just take the bottle. I have a really brittle smile on my face at this point. Last, listen. Uh, they know you. Know you well. If you think you did, then why not try? <laughs> If he knew you, then maybe he knows what's best. But maybe he doesn't. You always change your mind. That's the thing about being a bard. It's very much about going your own way. And no one can know you as well as you do. But 
who it seems very much like he cared about you a great deal. I don't think he's had an apprentice in over 30 years. So I must have meant something to him. Who was the last one? Don't remember her name, but I think she works at the college now. There was a time when he had one every five or six years. But uh, things change when you lose people. <sighs> I'll try. It's the best I can do. It's all anyone can do. Do you want a h hug? At this point, I'm like awkwardly holding the paper and uh, awkwardly uh, red-eyed stare looking at Ren going, What are you doing? Well, um, no one is in the immediate vicinity for me to hurt them for you. So I just figured I would offer, you know, I feel like people do this in like books, right? Do you want a hug? Like you don't have to have it. I'm just offering it, you know. It's been a weird day, okay? I'm fine. I am fine. This is my fine face. Yeah, sure. I mean, aren't you doing fine? Oh, I'm great. Yes, that's why you fell off the carriage. I, I don't want to interrupt, but it feels like I'm interrupting right now. Uh, no, no, it's fine. Do, so do I refer to you as bard or master or... Uh, officially, I'm a master, although I don't think any of my students could ever be convinced to call me that. He's had shit you, students. You could just call me Tusk. We're friends, aren't we? One of your students wouldn't happen to be a Zim, would they? Oh, Zim, oh, that boy. He's not one of mine, a recent graduate, I believe. Doing his uh, journeyman year. He doesn't have anything weeks. like in his past that would lead him to sort of like unanticipated levels of violence from small slights, does he? Uh, only if you count tongue lashings. I don't think he could knock over a vase of flowers, to be quite honest with you. He wouldn't happen to also be College of Law, would he? Uh, yeah, I think really? so. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's certainly not glamour. Was he a good student? Came with high technical marks, uh, which he told me. You understand, uh, they don't have to, like, present their report cards or anything, just their badge. Which he had. Polished it right in front of me. He sort of stares off into space. Anyhow. Uh, there wouldn't happen to be rankings for bards, would there? Oh, uh, well, well, uh. Oh, um, Kumis is, like, suddenly, like, kinda worried. Oh, uh, well, there's, a. Uh... You graduate and you become a journeyman, which is, uh, you spend a year travel, performing. That's what he's doing now. He should be moving on soon. You come back and, uh, there's more tests to become your master, your mastery. I see. Uh, how long exactly does it take to go from introductory bot to journeyman bot like? Varies, varies. Uh, most students when I was still at the college, it took somewhere between two and four years, but, uh, depends on the person, really. How long did it take him? Three, I think. He's pretty young. I can do it in two. There it is. That was the hammer I was waiting to fall. <laughs> she found a new she found a new goal in life. <laughs> I found my Gary Oak. She's not throwing away her shot. <laughs> nope. <laughs> also also fuck you. <laughs> he just sort of grins at you. He's like, I look forward to seeing it. Why don't you come back tomorrow or the next day? If you're still going to be in the city, I'll see if I've got anything for you. Farewell. I hope your day turns around. <laughs> we'll see. Do you have any magic books? Then it turns to look at you. There's one or two that could be uh, interpreted that way, though we don't generally leave those sitting out in the main area where anyone could wander in off the street. I'm not always at my desk. Ah. Uh, 
Yeah, Conviction was helping me with some weirdness this morning, and I was just, you know, I wanted to maybe read up on it if I could. I'll put this away now. <laughs> she she packs her dulcimer back. Out of curiosity, back. do you keep the dulcimer? At this point, Conviction finally notices the dulcimer and is like, huh? We've had a busy morning, guys. <laughs> did we even sleep last night? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Just had an early You slept morning. on the hearth. Right, right. We even had a bath, guys. Remember when we had fun and ha- having a bath? <laughs> Conviction had her hair done. It was nice. <laughs> Conviction looks a little frazzled right now. It's kind of traumatized, just going, fuck, 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 fuck. We should probably go have lunch or food or drinks. Lots of drinks. Uh, so much heavy drinking. I was waiting basically until, like, the very serious things with Conviction's family were done. But <laughs> it's just... She's wrapping up and leaving. I'm gonna hang back to ask the uh Mr Mr Tosk, may I ask about the candle that you have burning in the window? Why I've been noticing them around town. Why uh why even during the daytime are those there? It's it's fall. It's uh you know, it's the lady's light. You light a candle until Spring comes back around. Does this jog my memory enough that I know what's going on? Do a history check. Oh, God. Okay. Um, that's a four. <laughs> Jesus. The falling down hurt a lot. Yeah, um, yeah you're, you're a little dazed still. Yeah, sorry. Which, which lady? Is this a noble lady of the city that requires light? <laughs> no, it's uh, the mother. Melora. Oh, maybe if you're not from down here, maybe you haven't seen that much of it. Uh, there's an awful lot of presence of Molora down here. I'm not an adherent as such, but uh, just about everyone in Ibis keeps light in the window until the end of winter. It's meant to keep the dark away. I think at this, I realize that I've been like absentmindedly playing with that lash moss in my hand that mm-hmm. I picked up, and I kind of yeah. look down at it, and I'm like. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, everybody knows that. <laughs> and I uh, just leave. Okay. Thanks! Anytime! So you all walk out into the ongoing storm, and uh, I suppose you're headed off to brunch, and I think that's a good place to end for this week. Sound and music for this episode provided, as always, by Sirenscape. Visit them at www.sirenscape.com. Yeah, Comice is uh, slightly terrified that she is, in fact, going to have to go back to the library. <laughs>